0: Heyo, good morning, 7.51 in the a.m. And I'm here to talk about another subject. Just waking up and I'm thinking about expectations and really thinking about it in my sleep. Um, as I said in my last podcast, I have been uh listening to podcasts and listening to arguments listening to debates listening to opinions uh, i think it's really cool that we have those type of platforms now like i can just get on here and record my own podcast because i have something to say and we have many other people in the same sense who have something to say as well and so i'm thinking about expectations i'm thinking about um everything that goes goes into, excuse me, <clears throat> that goes into something that we expect. So dreaming or having dreams growing up in wanting to be, let's say, a firefighter or wanting to be a movie star, wanting to be a baseball coach or a uh, part of the MLB, um, you know, we have these examples, especially here in the US. I haven't traveled outside of the US too much. So in the United States, we grow up watching TV. We see stardom, right? We see, uh, really successful people doing amazing things. And we desire to be that way in a positive sense. And these, then I feel like influence these people influence us. And then we have our own dreams to influence the world. It's like, everyone wants to be important in some way to somebody. And, so we are then, I think our brain kind of categorizes it into what to do to get there. And and then that kind of led me to how we create our expectations within ourselves, and then also within the goals that we're trying to reach. So even if they're the smallest goal for, let's say, the week, like I this week want to be able to. Or want to grocery shop in a manner that is healthy for my body. I want to be able to go to the store and refuse the unhealthy sugars. And gain all the um, aspects of healthy living with fruits and vegetables, whole grains, um, stuff like that. So that's an expectation or a dream I have set for the week. I'm meditating on it. It's something that I am... Dreaming of right, um, and so whatever. Let's say I accomplish this goal, and I accomplish it based on the sequence of thoughts that I have within myself that I act on. So, in order to even know what healthy living is, I have to read about it, or someone has to tell me about it, um, and then to I guess the more specific the goal is, I think what I'm learning is the more specific the goal is, meaning the more, um, thoughts that surround the expectation or the dream, the more ideas that surround it, the more investment that you have within it is going to draw you to that place where, um, that expectation you have is revealed or manifested and in, in that, that dream can soar in the earth, um, and so, but one thing that I wanted to talk about beyond all the positivity within those ideas is when an expectation becomes a disappointment, and um, when we have a dream that really wasn't—I—I I don't know—I say this in a faith way. I say this considering my faith. Um, that really wasn't a God dream for us. So, and I'm gonna quote TD Jakes because um, I am, you know, one of the best preachers ever to live, and. T.D. Jakes was, I guess he was talking to his son at one point and forgive me if I get this wrong, but his son was asking him, how do I know what to do in a sense? What is my purpose? How do I know what is the thing that leads to the thing? Right? And this is how he said it. That's how T.D. Jakes responded to him. And he said, you know what? This is how I picture it. Son it don't matter what you choose, right? God is with you. And that thing, if it's incorrect, it's going to lead to the thing. It's God's got you going on a path and he's going to teach you how to answer your own very question. Because in the sense, his son was asking him, dad, how do I seek God? And this is my take on it. How do I seek God? How do I become a man of God like you are in the earth? How do I manifest my dreams like you've manifested yours? And and basically T.D. Jakes speaks back to him and says, son, just get to work, right? Just get to work. Just show up. Just start somewhere and God will lead you to the thing that leads you to the thing. Because really at the end of the day, the purposes of God are in God's hands. And um it says that basically a child of God is in the palm of God's hand and no one can snatch him out or snatch her out. And so, um, but anyways... That was an interesting story and that always stuck with me when I heard that. But but there's times in our life where that even though that sounds great and that was very motivational, there's times in our life where we reach these um stop signs, I would say, and these disappointments where I, I know I felt them where it's like, dang, I thought I was headed in the right direction. I thought I was supposed to stop here and make a left. But really, I found out I was supposed to make a right or I was supposed to keep going forward, straight, whatever, using the direction analogy. And and in that moment, you can find yourself so disappointed that you don't make any decision. And I think that's what I've been, I think, internally strugg- struggling with lately concerning some of my personal issues. But when we we... Allow those expectations that we find to be disappointments, and they're valid. They are completely validated. God has made a abrupt a halt in, in this desire that you may have and says, Hey, this is not, is this is not what's for you, or it's at least not what's for you right now. Um, or you need some more preparation because uh there's another I've heard before, not sure where, I've heard before where it says, you know, God will tell you no, he'll tell you yes, or he'll tell you um kind of like later, like delayed, right? Meaning that God will step in the way when you're walking outside of his will, he will bring you back into his will, or he will say, yes, go, this is for you. And then in, in, in another sense, he'll say no or yes, based on him positioning you or delaying what he has for you, um, or or speeding it up, right? He can redeem the time. That's one thing that's categorized for God is that he is a God of redemption and he can also redeem time. So if you've wasted time or um, like I said, you've ended up in places where you shouldn't have based on your decision making, he can always restore things. He's just that great. He's um, omnipresent, omniscient, all over at one time within everybody, right? working things out for all good for everybody. Um, so, so anyways, in those moments of great distress where I say, man, I really am disappointed, not just based on my behavior, but maybe the behavior of peoples around me, um, or whatever it may be. I'm so disappointed this expectation that I had in my life. um, failed, right? It's not what I see. It's not manifested. I can't see the faith that I expected, right? Because faith is a substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things unseen. And and faith in itself is is the substance that manifests the physical aspect of what you're dreaming of, if I can take that out of biblical context. Um, and sometimes it just, it things don't don't manifest and meaning they you don't see them in the earth because God is redirecting you um if that's the best way to put it and and the way I see that too is God is a, a father most people see him as just a uh a lord or a God that commands but through Christianity's eyes he's a father and we see him as a good father so it says in the word also that for whom the Lord loves, he corrects is a, uh, I believe in Proverbs and, um, he's close to the brokenhearted and that's, you know, he, he binds (laughs) up the wounds of people who are hurt. You know, he mourns with those who are mourning. So he's kind of intertwined with our hearts in a sense where he's a father. He, he, is not far away from our decisions. I guess it's the only way I can say it where this conversation is leading. He's not far away from our decision making, even if we feel that way. Even if we're in a path where you're like, oh, you can't see God in my life. There ain't no way you can see God in my life, right? No, no. God sees you and God is with you and God surrounds you. And I've experienced that lots of times in my life where it's like, oh, I'm praying to God in these places I shouldn't have been. And And he showed up and he was present because he was a father and in my life, um, even if I didn't recognize it. So anyways, he draws me through those disappointments. It says that a righteous man falls seven times and gets back up. I think I've mentioned this before, but seven is the number of completion and righteousness, the way that I've studied it is... um, there's a few scriptures that go with this. It says that Abraham believed God and God basically, um, it says like God accounted that to him as righteousness, that he believed in God's power so much that he God was able then to give him his own righteousness from heaven and manifest in the earth. And then you see that in the New Testament, it says that Jesus or that we are the righteousness of Christ Jesus, or that he lives in us. He, um, uh, I am the righteousness of Christ, right? Like basically that Jesus died to our sin. It says he became our sin. He who knew no sin became our sin on our behalf that we might live unto righteousness. And so he, he took upon the curse that was upon us from our sin died, resurrected, and then availed over the enemy and came back to give us his righteousness because he was able to complete the law, um, of the prophets, the law of Moses. He was a sinless man. And so, um, That's why he says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And that it is by grace that we are saved through faith. And it's not of ourselves, but is the gift of God. It's the gift because God sacrificed himself. If you believe that the Messiah is one with God, um, then God... (laughs) um, Gave Himself that that we might have Him. It was to restore us unto Himself, so that we could live in the image of God in righteousness and and allow um, His holiness to to penetrate all that we are. Um, it says that He would write on our hearts. He would give us a new heart of flesh from a heart of stone is like part of scripture and that he would write his commandments on our hearts this time because it was on stone that he gave commandments to Moses. But that, that, um, analogy was kind of referred to over of this time I'm going to do it for you. And, um, and, uh, relationship is what gonna, is what is going to cause the, the manifestation of God and the earth in us to be revealed. And so, um, yeah, so he draws us through those disappointments um, as he did, even in the earth, when he walked the earth, Uh, he wasn't always happy. You know, he was disappointed. He was angry. If you read about Jesus in in the the gospels, um, he was very passionate and um, open hearted. And um, like, he even allowed one of the disciples to, lay on his chest, you know, like he was um, in every sense, man, as he was God. And that's a debate. And some people may not believe that, but with with my belief system, I believe that God became flesh and dwelt among us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And I think that was, I want to say, that's the beginning of want to say, John but I'm really not sure. I know that it's in the New Testament. Um, And so collectively all these scriptures draw together for me because I've done so much study. And then also the revelation and the revealing of who God is through his spirit has showed me that nothing can hold me down, right? The only person who can hold me down or hold me back is God for the purposes of God. Um, And I I I know that um his resurrection power indwells within me to overcome what I thought was going to be the expectations that that I had um and so I'm faithful and hopeful in that and like even now speaking the way that I'm speaking is manifesting faith so that things that I am struggling with, I can have a positive mindset towards and can continue to make the, um, opposition in my life feel as though they cannot be opposed to who I am. Um, because I'm going to, I'm going to walk in the power that God has given me to release freedom, Um, not only to myself, but everyone around me. You know, he says to free the oppressed, to set the captives free, to heal the sick, to cast out devils. Like these are um, things that he tells us as Christians to do. And it's a very spiritual thing and it's connected to the spirit. You know, we must worship him in spirit and in truth. And... Um. It's one one thing says in the Bible that he lives and moves, that I live and move and, excuse me, in him, I live and move and have my being in Jesus, in him. And so things that I meditate on, things I try to remember, because in those hardest of times, I kid you not, it says like the Holy Spirit will bring all things to your remembrance. And in those moments where I just you know, you're sad. Like, um, I was watching something and they were talking about how every person has gone to bed sad or disappointed, or every person has gone to bed with heartbreak, but for some reason, oh, this was Maya Angelou, you know, the the next morning, you know, you get up, you say, good morning. How are you? And they say, oh, how are you? And, and still I rise. It was the poem actually that she has that I, I really love this poem. And, um, the, the idea of this is a scripture as well. It says that, um, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So though I weep at night, I will wake up and find my joy. And that's because I'm in relationship with God most high and, um, he is in relationship with me. And so, um, yeah. Um, (laughs) just scriptures are coming to me right now. Um, it says like, um, out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. And in that scripture, it talks about how the spirit of God (laughs) is drawn out of us. Right. Um, and, and God does it, I guess that's what I'm trying to say in the hard times, in the good times, in all times, God always does it. it. There's a song, um, my Corin Hawthorne, she's a Christian artist, and just, won't he do it? He said he would, right? <laughs> um, check out the song if you've never heard the song. Um, Lecrae is on it. I know I talked about him last time. Is I think she says something like this: "Fight your battles. They gonna wonder how you sleep at night. You know, won't he do it? He said he would." Um. If they tell you anything different, you know that's a lie, right? Uh, Because people try to come against the truth that is in you. And, um, anyways, prevail over it with truth. And that's what I got to say for today. That's my podcast. That's my podcast for today. And I hope people enjoy it. And I've enjoyed it myself.